Okay. Come on now, come to Jesus. We're just enjoying the end of the record here. Come to Jesus while we have time. We're giving God all the praise, giving God all the honor. Just thanking God for the awesome God that he is. And um, we're just enjoying this record. Come to Jesus. Because there is no other way. How do you live with being put in an assassination, a covert assassination program? And no part, no public protection office, nothing, nothing, you know, is, is, is working to help you. We just give God the praise and the glory that we can count on the most high God. But this is insanity. This is like living in the twilight zone. We have a, a call on the line, and um, she's being tortured by the directed energy weapons. And we have sent our letters out, and it's just sad until um, so many people have to either be killed or and, and suffered behind this for it to get stopped. And this is not what God created this earth for. So we do what we can do. We're going to come together and come to Jesus while we have time and pray over this sick program and, and pray for the dismantling of this sick program. So we're just letting this record finish up. And this is Come to Jesus. To Jesus. That was uh, the God in me. So we just give God the glory and the praise. We thank you, God, for being an awesome God. We thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer. We thank you, God, for allowing us to come together and worship and praise your name. 
tonight our topics. We're looking at what a mighty God you are. We're looking at walking with God is our topic and quiet time with God. Walking with God and quiet time with God. Okay, we're not going to be too long. I've got to get up early. And you want to start praying? Yes, Father God in heaven, in Jesus Christ's name I pray. Thank you so much, Father, for allowing us to get together this evening with my prayer warrior sisters and brothers, Father. Thank you so much, Father, as we suffer so badly, Father, each and every day. And we thank you so much, Father, for your your praises and your blessings you send to us. And we send out praises. We send out praises and thank yous and love. Father, as you send down love to us, we continue to uh, ask for your protection. And Father, you continue to respond and give us all the protection that we will ever need through all our entire lives. Thank you so much, Father, as we continue to love you. As we continue to love each other, Father, and continue to pray each and every day. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, forever and ever. Amen. 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 Thank you. That was beautiful. And we pray that you get better. God, we give you the praise and the glory. We thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer. We thank you, God, for those who want to be here and that could not be here. We ask you to bless them. We thank you, God, for getting Wahida's son out the hospital. We thank you, God, for covering her and her son. We thank you, God, for our sister Anne. God, we ask you to shield her. Cover her with your protection, Lord. Lord, let the world know about the plight she's been through with being tortured with directed energy weapons. No fun, no office, no public protection office to report these crimes. God, we come against that demon spirit of untimely uh, of torturing people, harassment, and untimely death. We come against every demon behind, bringing these satanic, these diabolical, these deadly programs on this earth without regulation. The blood of Jesus is against it. God, we're asking you to use your people, God's people that have authority over demon voices, demon forces, to shut these programs down. We come against every one of these demon programs. These are assassination, pro covert eugenic assassination programs under the disguise of human research experimentation, under the disguise of anti-mortems, under the disguise of labeling live people dead. We come against it in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is against these types of programs. We call exposure to it. We call an end to this, God, the young people they have designated for this program through defraud inoculations. God, we plead the blood of Jesus to cover those young people, Heavenly Father, we come against killing people for their, uh, their organs, their, 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 their tissues, we're labeling them dead while alive. We come against that demon program in the name of Jesus. We come against everything associated with this sick harassment program directed energy weapons, electronic torture, 
induce pain, induce uh, just uh, just pure, pure, induce hospitalizations. We come against it, the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus to break these programs up. We plead the blood of Jesus to wake people up behind these programs. We plead the blood of Jesus to dismantle these programs. We plead the blood of Jesus to identify each and every demon behind these programs. We plead the blood of Jesus that every ritual <coughs> that was done to have these sick programs in fruition, may they be null and void and have no effect on the earthly or the spiritual realm in the name of Jesus. Let these programs be dissolved, dismantled, and destroyed. The blood of Jesus is against these programs killing people. We plead the blood of Jesus with the secrecy curse. We plead the blood of Jesus that these covert assassinations will be stopped. We plead the blood of Jesus that exposure to these programs will come. The blood of Jesus is against this sick program. We plead the blood of Jesus that not another person will unwarrantedly die behind these programs in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus against their false tax warrant program. I plead the blood of Jesus against false pretense license suspensions to induce people into criminal justice systems and into altercations to try to induce hospitalized people. The blood of Jesus is against this type of programming. In the name of Jesus, I call exposure to it. I call an end to it. I call people, this program will be destroyed, that people with good standing licenses will be respected, that good standing license and every demon trying to induce false pretense license suspension, false pretense tax warrant with no signature, with no validation, these programs will be destroyed in the name of Jesus. These are assassination programs. The blood of Jesus is against it. We plead the blood, the blood, the blood. Wake up your people, God. Enlighten your people, particularly people in public protection offices, Lord. Take those jobs, that income from them, for people who don't want to do their job. The blood of Jesus is against assassination programming, using government offices, using counterfeit laws. The blood of Jesus, we plead the blood, the blood, the blood. God, we ask you for divine intervention. Stop these programs. The innocent people that have been killed behind these programs, God, we ask you that they're with you, God. Use them as angels on this earth, God, to direct this path that nobody else will be killed behind this. I ask you, God, to cover all of those we lost. My mother to rest in peace, Heavenly Father, labeled dead while she was alive. My sister labeled dead while she was alive. My father labeled dead while he was alive. Cover them, Lord, not another death. We plead the blood of Jesus. Every laboratory created to get these human bodies with people that are labeled dead while they're alive, we call these laboratories to be destroyed, to be shut down, wiped off this earth. In the name of Jesus, we come against these demons. In the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus is against every program out here that's doing this to these people, doing this to God's people. We plead the blood of Jesus against all types of inhumanities. 
God, we ask you to cover us. The word of God says, seek ye first the righteousness of God and all these things shall come as we seek your word, God. We ask you, God, for each and every each and every request I've made, Heavenly Father, I ask you for divine intervention to take these programs off this earth in the name of Jesus, destroy these assassination programs. There's no reason for them <clears throat> other than doing the work of Satan and we bind up demons, killing your people, Heavenly Father, to have to meet their satanic requirements. God, we ask you for those suffering and going through hell behind these programs. God, shield them, cover them. We ask you, Lord, <coughs> to shield us, shield that leg, Heavenly Father, that they're trying to take that hip out. You know it's not natural. Shield us, shield us, Lord, cover us. Shield my sister, induce lymphedemia, and cover her, watch over her. What is heavenly father to stand on your word that no devil from the pit of hell has more strength than you? God, we're depending on you, we're walking with you. Your word tells us to stand with you, heavenly father, as we read more about walking with you and spending time with you, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to direct our steps each and every day. We give you all the praise and the glory, Lord, for seeing being in the land of the living, seeing another day. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We praise your heavenly name. And this coal that's still trying to come on, I bind it, rebuke it. I send it back to the pit of hell it came from. I decree and declare that I will get my voice back. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Our, topic, our topic tonight is walking with God, quiet time with God. God created the first man and woman, Adam and Eve, for a love relationship with himself. After Adam and Eve sinned, they heard God walking in the garden. In the cool of the day, they hid from him because of their fear and shame. Try to sense the heart of a loving God, a loving father, when he asked that wonderful love question, where are you? Genesis 3.9. God knew something had happened to the love relationship. When your relationship is as it ought to be, you will always be in fellowship with the Father. <coughs> Excuse me. You will be in his presence expecting and anticipating the relationship of love. When Adam and Eve were not there, something had gone wrong. Okay, quiet time with God. Early each day, we have an appointment with God. We often wonder what happens when the God who loves us comes to meet with us. How does he feel when he asks, Miriam, where are you? And I'm not there. Jeremiah 7.13. We have found this to be true in our walk with the Lord. We keep the time alone with God, not in order to have a relationship, but because we have a relationship, <coughs> excuse me, but because we have that love relationship with our God. We want to meet with him. We want to spend time with him, which enriches us and it deepens our relationship we have already had with him. We hear many people say, 
we really struggle to have time alone with God. If that's a problem, if having time alone with God is a problem that we face, let us suggest something that makes, let us suggest that we should make it a priority in our lives to spend time alone with God, just to love him with all our hearts. And that will solve most of our problems with our quiet time with God. Quiet time with God. People who struggle to spend time with God, they don't have a scheduling problem. They have a love problem. You have a quiet time because you know him. <coughs> Excuse me. And therefore you love him. Not just because you want to learn more about him. The apostle Paul said, Christ's love compelled or constrained him. See Second Corinthians 5, 14. Suppose we were dating somebody we love. And we intended to <coughs> what is the primary reason we would date, spend time with that person? Would it be because we want to find out about his likes and dislikes? Would it be because we want to find out about the family background? Would it be because we want to find out about his knowledge and education? Or would it be because we love him or her and would enjoy being with her? <coughs> Excuse me. When two persons love each other and plan to marry, <coughs> excuse me, they want to find out information about each other. However, that's not the primary reason they date. They spend time together because they love each other and they enjoy being together. Similarly, we will learn that about God, his word, his purposes, and his ways as we spend time with him. We will come to know him during the day as we experience him working in and through our lives. But learning about him is not why we should want to have a quiet time with him. The more we know him and experience him in our lives, his unfathomable love, the more we will love him. We will want to, we will want time alone with God because we love him and enjoy his fellowship. Today we're looking at, uh, uh, okay. We're looking at our love relationship with God, walking with him. We looked at just as Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day, they set aside at least 30 minutes for time to walk with God. If our location or physical condition and weather permits, we should find a place outside to walk with God. We should use this time to get out of our routine. <clears throat> We may even want to plan a special trip for part of a day to just be alone with God. The place could be in our neighborhood, a wooded area, a country, a city park, a mountain road. <clears throat> just find time to be with God. Spend time <clears throat> walking and talking with God. If the location permits, you may even want to talk out loud. Focus your thoughts on your heavenly father's love for you and your love for him and praise God and give his love, give him love and mercy. Thank him for the expressions of his love to you. Be specific. 
We ought to thank God for all he's done and all he's going to do. And we ought to thank God in worship and adoration. <coughs> Excuse me. When our relationship is as it ought to be, remember, we will always be in fellowship with the Father. That's when you know your relationship's on point. When you know you're meeting God, you're talking with him on a regular basis. I will make a priority in my life to love God with all my heart. I will have my quiet time because I know him and I love him, not just because I want to learn more about him. After we walk with God, <clears throat> we can take time to answer questions. How did we feel as we walked and talked with God? What aspect of our love relationship with God did we become more aware of? Was this a difficult or emotional, uneasy time? And if it was, why? And what happened that was especially meaningful or joyful? These are some questions while walking, taking time to just walk and say, God, I want to hear from you. God always pursues a love relationship with us. God always takes the initiative in our love relationship. We got to remember, he comes after us. The witness of the entire Bible testifies that God pursued them and he orchestrated ways for us to experience him. He came to Adam and Eve in the garden in love. He had fellowship with them and they with him. He came to Noah, Abraham, Moses, and the prophets. God took the initiative for each person in the Old Testament to experience them in a personal fellowship of love. In the New Testament, Jesus approached his disciples and he chose them to be with him and experience his love. He came to Paul on the Damascus Road <clears throat> in our natural and human state. We do not seek God on our own initiative. God comes after us. <clears throat> in Romans 3.10, verses in Romans 3.10, it says, <clears throat> There is no one righteous, not even one. There's no one who understands, no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There's no one who does good, not even one. And that was back in the day and people were just living the way they wanted to live. So it says, how many people are naturally righteous? According to that, there was zero. There were, how many people understand spiritual truths on their own? Zero. How many people naturally sought God? There was zero. How many people instinctively did good? There was zero. Not one, not even one. Sin marred them in that scripture. No one was seeking God on his own initiative. Therefore, if we are to have a relationship with God and his son, we have to know that God and his son will take the initiative. That is exactly what, they, what he does. In John 6, 4, 4, <clears throat> verses 45 and 65, it says, No one can come to the Jesus unless the Father who sent me draws him. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. According to this scripture, who can come to Jesus without being drawn by the Father? No one. We need Jesus. What does a person do who listens to the Father and learns from him? 
he comes to Christ. <clears throat> what is the only way a person can come to Jesus? The Father must enable him. <clears throat> the Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have joined you with loving kindness, Jeremiah 31.3. I led them with cords of human kindness, with ties of love. I lifted the yoke from their neck and I bent down to feed them, Hosea 11.4. The love God focuses on our lives is an everlasting love. From that love, he has pursued us. He has drawn us with the cords of love when we were not his friend, but his enemy. He gave us his son to die for us, to firmly anchor us, <clears throat> to firmly anchor our experience in God and knowing his will. We must be absolutely convinced of God's love. <coughs> How do we know God's love? Well, he covers us in many situations. He covers us even from ourselves. When we were stupid, he was still there covering us. God came to Saul, later known as Peter, in Acts 9-1. Saul was opposing God, and his people was fighting against God's son, Jesus. Jesus came to Saul and revealed the Father's purpose of love for him. This is also true in our lives. We do not choose him. He chooses us. He loves us and he reveals his eternal purposes for our lives, Romans 8, 29. Jesus said to his disciples, you did not choose me, but I chose you <clears throat> and I appointed you. As it is, you do not belong to the world. I have chosen you out of the world. In John 15, 16, 19, didn't Peter choose to follow Jesus? No. Jesus chose Peter. Peter responded to God's invitation. God took the initiative. Jesus said Peter was responding to God's initiative in his life. See Matthew 16, 13. Jesus asked the disciples who people said <coughs> he was. <coughs> Excuse me. Then he asked them who they thought he was. Peter correctly answered, you are the Christ. Then Jesus made a profound statement to Peter. This was not revealed to you by man, but by my father in heaven. So who had revealed to Peter that Jesus was the Christ, the promised Messiah? Peter had found that out by having a relationship with God the Father. <clears throat> in essence, Jesus said, Peter, you could have never known and confessed that I am the Christ unless my father had been at work in your life. He caused you to know who I am. You are responding to the father's activity in your life. Do you realize God determined to love you? Apart from that, you never would have become a Christian. He had something in mind, <clears throat> excuse me, when he called you. He began to work in your life. You experienced a love relationship with God when he took the initiative. He opened your understanding. He drew you to himself. What did we do when God took the initiative? We responded to his invitation to a love relationship. 
when we respond to his invitation, God brought us into a love relationship with himself. <clears throat> we would never know that love or be in the presence of that love or experience that love if God had not first reached out to us. You cannot know God's activity unless he takes the initiative to reveal it to you. That's amazing. So it works like this. God chooses us because of his love. God shows us his love and he reveals himself. There's something he'll do in our lives <coughs> that he will reveal himself. And then we respond to God's activity in our life and we invite him to do in our life what he pleases. And then God comes into our life and fellowships with us. Some of these actions almost seem to happen at the same time, but they're usually in sequence. <coughs> Excuse me. The following scriptures speak of God's initiative in the love relationship. And they briefly summarize how God acts and what he does to take the initiative. The Lord your God will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants so that you may love him in all your heart with all your soul. All things have been committed to me by my father. No one knows who the son is except the father and no one knows who the father is except the son. <coughs> Excuse me, and those to whom the son chooses to reveal him. Luke 10, 22. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. John 15, 16. It is God who works in you. It is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Philippians 2, 13. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. 1 John 3.16. Here I am. I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Revelations 3.20. So these are the scriptures that God gives us to let, him know, let us know of God's initiative in the love relationship. God always takes the initiative in this love relationship. We do not choose God. He chooses us. He offers us. He loves us. And he reveals his eternal purposes for our lives. We cannot know God's activity unless he takes the initiative to reveal it to us. And that's what he usually does. He gives us the initiative the um, <clears throat> initiative and uh, we have to and thereafter we walk by faith okay <coughs> I'm going to stop here and give God the praise and the honor and um, we'll continue uh, on Sunday I'm gonna, I gotta wake up early, so 
Any comments? Okay. Let me stop the recording. God, we thank you for the reading of the scripture. I mean, not the scripture, this, this short, brief lesson, walking with God, having quiet time with you, Heavenly Father. We know, we have learned that when our relationship as is as it ought to be, you, Heavenly Father, will always be in fellowship with you. That's when you know your relationship is very good with the Most High God. You know, you kind of want, some days you wake up just loving God and talking to him. When our relationship is at it, as, as it ought to be, we will always be in fellowship with you. We will make the priority in our life to love you with all our heart. And we will have our quiet time because we know you and we love you and not just because we want to learn more about you. It's a love relationship. <clears throat> we thank you, Lord, that we, we looked at the fact that God takes the initiative. He chooses us. He loves us and he reveals his eternal purposes for our lives. And we ask you, God, <clears throat> to line us up to be able to meet those purposes, that destiny that you created us for. We looked at Matthew 16, 13, when Jesus came to the region of Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others say Jeremiah or one or more of the prophets. <clears throat> but what about you? Who do you say? And Simon Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but my father in heaven. So there's certain things that only God can reveal to us. And that is the, uh, <coughs> the benefit of worshiping with God and listening. <coughs> Remember, we do not choose him. He chooses us. He loves us. And he has eternal purposes. He has destiny for us. And I believe if you are TI or targeted by the sick program, that is a major reason why <clears throat> these people are coming after us in the manner that they do. It's because God has great destiny, great things he has for us to do. And Excuse me, these demons are trying to rattle us. So you can't do the work God has to do. You have to keep moving forward. Keep talking to God. Let him direct your path. God's constant presence is the most practical part of our life and ministry. Can't do nothing without him. So we thank you, Lord, and we ask you to help us have a real personal and practical relationship with you. <clears throat> that can develop more and more every day. Okay, any comments? <clears throat>